0: Praise the Lord. It's good to see everybody this morning. Amen. Good to hear those wonderful Christmas songs, wasn't it? It's getting that time of the year and, you know, they call it the Christmas spirit, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that we grew up hearing those songs and we grew up with, you know, all the different little things going on with that holiday throughout our life. But it's always pleasant to be able to to enjoy those things once a year. Of course, that uh, really... uh, Uh, has nothing to do with the fact that us Christians, we don't celebrate Christmas trees and Santa Claus, do we? We celebrate the fact that our Savior was born as a baby, that God fulfilled the promise, as the brother said in Sunday school, that God fulfilled a promise that He made to His people, that He would send... Uh, he would send a Messiah, and he did that. And we celebrate that on Christmas. So it's, that makes it an extra, extra special day for us. Does that mean Jesus was born on December the 25th? No, but it doesn't matter. We, we chose a day to celebrate that, and we can celebrate it every day. We have freedom to do that. You know that? We can celebrate it every day of our life. Uh, I remember one year I preached a, a Christmas sermon, and I preached about having our own... Christmas when Jesus is born inside of us, Amen. you know, and I, I I love that thought, be able to, you know, to be able to think about that, but it is good to be here this morning, you know, I love that, uh, all the songs that were sang, by the way, I really uh, heard the message in all of them, and the little, the song that I'd asked Angie to sing there, the uh, um, Oceans is a song that, that's an amazing little song, because, you know, it talks about, every time the song starts out, it talks about, Going, God calling us out into the unknown, into that place where we've not been before, into that place where we're afraid of, into that place where you know we just don't know what to expect. And He said, and the song says that that's where you'll find Him. That's where His grace abounds. Is in the deepest waters, out into where way out, when we're you know, if you can, you want to stand up on the beach and kick around in the, with your ankles, you don't really need anybody to save you. But when you get out there over your head. I've been there literally, by the way, in Lake Cumberland. <laughs> when you get out there over your head, you need somebody. You need somebody to save you then. You get to know somebody personally. There's a young man that a couple years ago, I know most of know this story, but I got hooked on a, on a hook on my, on my line, and the boat was going forward, and I got hooked on the hook, and the hook didn't want to go forward, so I went backwards when the boat went forward. And I ended up in Lake Cumberland in the middle of the winter with a big old Carhartt coat on and rubber boots, no life jacket. And uh, it was a pretty, uh, pretty interesting day for us, to say the least. But anyway, there was a young man with me that I had working for me that was blind, legally blind, and he couldn't see. and he, uh, We had a little difficult time, but you know what? He pulled me out. If it hadn't been for him, I probably would not be here today. I would probably drown unless the Lord intervened in another way. But, you know, that's, the way, that's what that song's speaking about is when me and you get over our heads, God's there. He never lets you down. He said, I'll never fail you, didn't He? He said, don't worry about it. Be strong. Remember the last week? Be strong and courageous when you face these challenging times because I'll never fail you. God's still on the throne today just the same as He was then. He's still on the throne. He's still God. He still has amazing saving power. Amen. He still has the power to, uh, to be there for His people. And He wants to do that. I think a lot of times, though, God's got his hand extended to us and, uh, and he, he wants to help us, but we are blinded to the fact. What do you think? Amen? Amen. 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 If you'd like to turn with us this morning, <clears throat> turn with us to the book of Jude. Now, if you have trouble finding that, that's right after 3 John 3 and right before Revelations. And if you have trouble finding Revelations, see me after church. <laughs> We need to talk. <laughs> book of Jude. Don't know that i preached out of Jude. I probably, maybe I have. But anyway, we want to read this verse of Scripture here in the book of Jude. Verse 9. <clears throat> verse 9 says, Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this message today that you laid upon our heart, for these words that we've read. God, we just pray that you would uh, instruct our mind, God, uh, to be able to uh, understand your word in a way, God, that would help all that are here today, God, that, that would just resonate with the hearts of every person here, Father. We just beg of You today to speak to us, Lord, through Your Spirit today, to pour Your Spirit out upon this service today that it may benefit us, God, in our walk with You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, this is interesting because there's a lot of... This is really a mystery. This is a, a kind of a mystery of a, of a, a verse of Scripture here. <clears throat> and we're not going to talk much about uh, the history behind this, about Moses uh, dying and God burying him and what have you. But it says here that... Uh, it just simply says that yet Michael the archangel when contending with the devil. What does that mean? You know, when you get in a, a boxing uh, a ring, you say, uh, we have a contender here. Someone, this, this person here is a contender today. Well, he's contending with the devil, so he must have been fighting with the devil. Amen. And it says that he disputed about the body of Moses. I think he's talking about the devil disputing it. That does not bring against him a railing accusation. Michael did not... Accused the devil of anything he was careful not to that's the implication here that's what's being implied is he was careful not to do that he did not do it does it mean he, he could have i think it meant he could have but it meant that he chose he made a conscious decision not to do it he said but in but he said the lord rebuked thee now see there's something to be uh, understood about this today You know, a lot of times uh, when I contend with the devil, and I do, and I hope that you do, uh, more than likely on a daily basis, when I contend with the devil, I want to throw uh, my own will in there. I want to throw myself in there. I want to fight with him. Uh, uh, sometimes not even thinking about it really I just want to fight back against his accusations I want to fight back against what he says about me I want to fight back about how he tries to derail me I want to fight back about those things it's my instinct and your instinct when someone comes at you to use your own power to come back at them so that we can feel bigger than they are Michael here chose not to do that. Even though, listen, I don't believe. Uh, listen, I believe the devil has just as much power as you give him. That's it. Amen. See, we got to remember that. We don't want to be. I don't want to be afraid of the devil. I don't want you to be afraid of the devil because you have nothing to be afraid of if you've been born again. If Jesus lives inside of you, you have nothing to be afraid of because listen, you have the power to overcome the devil. The Bible says. Amen. You had the power. Bible says just simply resist him. I can't resist the devil if I'm fighting against him in my own power. Understand what I'm saying. Michael could have used it as mighty of an angel. It's, fun. it's crazy that we were talking about this, wasn't it, in Sunday school. But Michael, as powerful as he may have been, uh, he could have used his own power to try to fight against the devil. But he was smarter than that, wasn't he? Me and you got to be smarter than that, don't we? Listen, if you're going to to be an overcomer and you're going to overcome the obstacles that the devil throws in your pathway, if you're going to be able to overcome all of these attacks on your life, on your family, on your health, on your finances, if you're going to overcome them, my friend, we've got to learn to fight in the power of the Lord today. Listen, Michael said, I rebuke thee in the name of the Lord. The Lord rebuke thee. See, he input the Lord into that Statement, didn't he? Amen? Amen? He put the Lord in there. We're in a battle. Listen, I don't know about you, but I'm in a battle every day. Every day. It's hard to fight against an enemy that knows all of your weaknesses. He knows everything about you. He knows all of your weaknesses. It's hard to fight against him when he knows all your weaknesses because he knows that you'll fight back within yourself. I... There's a show that used to come on TV, and I've never watched it. Don't have any interest in it, but I've seen it advertised a lot, and I've heard other people talk about it. Watching it. it was called A Thousand Ways to Die. Y'all, I don't know, maybe you haven't heard of it. A Thousand Ways to Die. And it focused on, it showcased true life stories about, about people who had died in strange ways. I mean, unexpected, strange ways. Listen, the devil, I'm sure the devil would like nothing more than for you and me to die. If he knew we were going to do anything for God, he listen, He wants to attack your health, but he always gets to blame for attacking our health. He always gets to blame when our financial situation don't work. He always gets to blame when our marriage don't work. Listen to me, the, the, the thing the devil is fighting more than anything is yourself in your mind, my friend. If he can convince you that you can't measure up, if he can convince you that that you can't do what God's called you to do, if He can convince you that you don't have any power with, uh, in, your, in your mind, my friends, listen, you know what He can do? He can turn you on yourself. Amen. Amen. He can absolutely turn you on yourself. What do you mean by that? He wants to steal, kill, and destroy is what He wants to do. And He wants to kill your relationship with God. Listen, one of these, uh, when you when you get uh, with me, I'm going to tell you something. It's one of those things where the devil knows how to fight me because, and, and I go through these, and I wasn't going to talk about me today, but I ain't got no choice, I guess. But one, one of those challenges that I face all the time is, you know, I'll hear somebody say something about me through a rumor, through somebody else, through somebody else, through somebody else. said something I never even did or something I ain't got nothing to do with. And I think, I, I'm telling you today, I believe the devil plants those seeds right there just to stir me up, to make me angry. i will go to that person and say, why are you preaching such lies? Why are you talking about things that, about me that I didn't do? See, that's what the devil wants, my friends. He wants me to get stirred up in my mind so that I can't focus upon God. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, resisting the devil means forgetting about those things, not worrying about these things, but yeah. Yeah. listen, putting them in the hands of God. Say, so why are you talking about this, Brother Martin? I'm talking about it because this church is under attack by the devil. Amen. You're under attack by the devil, whether you realize it or not. The devil wants to steal your joy away. He wants to steal your relationship with God away. He doesn't want these children to grow up and be Christians, my friend. How's he doing? He attacks our minds. Amen. Amen. He's turning you and me on ourselves is what he's doing. And the only way we can stop it is by trusting God. Let me show you something here real quick over here. We'll get started here in a minute. In 2 Peter, let me show you something. Second Peter 2, verse 9 says this, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust until the day of judgment to be punished. But see, you can have that confidence right there. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Where is angels which are greater in power? Listen to this. Where is angels, like Michael, which are greater in power and might? They're greater in power and might. Just like we said, they have power. Bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these as natural brute beasts made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption. What's it saying? It's saying that even the angels that are great in power, my friends, listen, they don't try, listen, they don't try to fight these uh, dark forces. They don't try to fight against them within their own power. They just bring them to the Lord. They just turn them over to God. That's what me and you have to do with every situation in our life. No matter how hard it is, we just have to turn it over to God. Our financial situation, turn it over to God. Our marriage, turn it over to God. Your car broke down, turn it over to God. We've got to understand how to just turn the, turn the fight over to God. Amen. And when you do that, God said, no weapon shall be formed against you. I'll fight the battle for you because it's not your fight anyway." It's not your battle anyway, Amen. It's not your battle. You say, "Well, I've heard this before, brother Mark." Yeah, we may hear it a hundred more times until we get it. I'm not sure. That may be the case. You have to understand if we allow ourselves to get in this battle. That's what I'm trying to say. This is a difficult message for me to get out there in a way that everybody's going to understand it. But I'm, listen, if we allow ourselves to get in the battle, we lose. The devil won at that moment when you let you get in it. The battle, listen, all the only thing that you and me have to do with this battle is obedience. That's it. Have faith in God. Trust God. What battle, Brother Mark? The battle going on in every life in this place today. Have faith in God. Trust in God. That's hard to do because we're, we're creatures that have been designed and... and to fight. We all have a fight, a, a chemical reaction in us that's a fight and flight response. It's a medical term that, that doctors know about. There's re- chemicals released in your brain and different things when you get in that situation. You know, your sugar level goes up. Your energy level goes up. We're created. Listen, we're created to fight, but in this battle, it don't belong to us. We are created to humble ourselves and be obedient to God. That's what we're commanded to do. I said created, I mean commanded. Because the battle's not ours. Amen. And when you get in it, you're going to mess it up. And I'm going to mess it up every time I get in it. And believe me, I've done it. I'm speaking not only from the Word of God today, but from experience. Amen. I've lost a lot of battles over me getting in it when I should have just put it in the hands of God and left it alone. But I've got to get my hurt feelings involved in it. My ideals involved in it. My pride involved in it. My selfishness involved in it. My narrow-mindedness involved in it. My tunnel vision involved in it. I always have to get that involved in it. And that's how the devil destroys both of us. All of us. That's how he does it. He knows your weaknesses. He knows how to provoke you to get you in it. That's exactly what he does. We need to have a big rubber stamp and every time he does it, just stamp sucker right there because we fell for it again, didn't we? Amen. Every time we allow the devil to rule our life, to take control of our life and destroy a situation, we become a sucker because instructions are so plain. Boy, everybody's quiet today. Don't get so quiet on me now. Let me show you something else here. Dark, er, <laughs> let me show you something else here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Let me read this to you. The Bible says this, it says, for though we walk in the flesh, there it is, so though you live in this situation where uh, pride is a part of your life every day and selfishness is a part of our life every day and and, uh, you know, we have to feed ourself every day. We have to groom ourselves every day. We have to take care of ourself every day. Our self is involved every day in our fleshly walk. Right, it's about self, self, self. Every day all of us have that situation we have to live in. Even though we walk in the flesh, he says, we do not war after the flesh. Even though we are in the flesh, and listen, every single day we live in the flesh, he's saying, our battle's not in the flesh. Our ba- the battle's not in the flesh, it's in the Spirit. And he tells us, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or fleshly, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Mighty to God. See there? Is that not plain as day? We walk in the flesh, but the war is not there. We walk in the flesh, but we shouldn't have our uh, fleshly defenses involved in this battle because these fleshly defenses do nothing in this battle. This is a spiritual battle. And he says, but it's to God. Mighty. The war's mighty through God, he says. Verse 5, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. See, he works on our minds, the devil does. And bringing into captivity every what? Thought. He works on our minds. Thought to the obedience of Christ. And having, here I like this part, and having in a readiness... To revenge all disobedience. But look here. Here's what you got to do before you can revenge disobedience. When your disobedience is fulfilled. You know what? See what I'm saying? If you want to win the spiritual war in your life, y'all don't, listen, I, wanna, I need everybody to act like they're interested because everybody has a spiritual war you're fighting. And if you don't think you do, my friends, you've been defeated here today. We all are fighting a battle against an enemy that hates our guts, who hates the very ground we walk on because we promote Jesus. We promote love. We promote forgiveness. We promote mercy. So the devil hates you. Amen. You want to know how to win the battle? You want to know how to fight against him? He says, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after it. Our weapons are not our own selves. And how we win it is being obedience. He said, when obedience is fulfilled in you, then you can be ready. He says, then you can have in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. We can revenge disobedience when we ourselves become obedient. How do we do that? We become obedient by allowing, by sh- by allowing God to fight the battles. That's how we become obedient, allowing God to fight the battles. Everybody loves, you know, there's an old saying that misery loves company. I'm not going to stand here and say that I'm miserable, but I'm going to tell you something. I have a lot of battles in my life, a lot of fights, more than everybody here has battles in your life that I don't even see, that I know nothing about. I understand that, including the preacher. Has lots of battles. There's lots of battles going on. Some of them be very big. I need this message also. We all need this message. Amen. Our duty as Christians is to fight the devil, but not in our power. Not personally being involved in it. Only only personal thing that you have to be involved in it is your obedience to God. Amen. By trusting Him. Remember, when the water gets deep, is when you need him the, the most. We have to trust him when things get difficult. When time, when it looks like everything's failing, like I've just everything is so messed up, I just can't overcome it. I don't know what I'm going to do. How how can I get out of this mess? How can I? What what you know? We're we have all kinds of questions. That's when God becomes the strongest in our lives, if we put our faith and trust in Him. If we're obedient to Him, as the Bible says. you all know very well what Ephesians says. I'm going to read this in closing. Ephesians says this. He says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, and in the power of His might. In the power of whose might? Power of, in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, and that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, See, once again, we don't wrestle your fleshly pride, your fleshly selfishness, your fleshly anger, your fleshly strength amounts to nothing because we're not fighting against flesh. We're fighting against powers, against rulers in, dark, in the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Spiritual things we're fighting against. Wherefore taking to you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day having done all to stand. Therefore having your loins girt about with the truth having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all taking the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. Notice it's going to go on to talk about the helmet and salvation the sword of the spirit. For me and you to fight this battle it's going to take the word of God. It's going to take salvation of God. It's going to take the shield of faith. It's going to take, listen to me, the gospel, the Bible says. It's going to take peace. It's going to take the righteousness of God. It's going to take all of those things that it just named. And none of those belong to you and me. Including salvation, it belongs to God. Every single one of those things belong to God. So me and you are just supposed to, listen. We're in the battle, but the battle's not ours. Let's don't let the devil win over in our lives. Now I'm talking about situations where finances are involved or marriages are involved. Think about that. The devil wants, if he can destroy your marriage, that's a great victory for him. How does he destroy marriage? I promise you, he uses one spouse to poke at the weakness of the other spouse and that spouse to poke at the weakness of the other spouse. Both of them know each other and the devil knows both of you. He knows your prideful things. He knows the things you're prideful about. He knows the things that you hate. He knows the things you dislike. He knows, every, he knows everything's going to push your buttons. The devil does. And that's what he's going to do. He's going to push your buttons. To try to mess you up. You know how you don't get messed up? It's just by putting it in the hands of God and, and just zipping this right here. Just God, I trust you. I, I trust you with everything, Lord. I know you're in control of my marriage, and I give it to you. I know you in control of my finances. I give them to you. We have to surrender. We just have to say, I give up. I can't fight this in my own power. It's above me. I can't do it. It's a spiritual thing. We can bring railing accusation if we want to. But it What does that mean? That means gave, it means Michael didn't come against the devil within Himself, we would, we would have loved to have seen some story where it said, and Michael the archangel drew back his big sword and whacked the head off of the devil. And uh, he had great victory and all the saints in heaven arose. And We'd love to saw that. But it didn't say that, did it? Even Michael in his great power, an angel, more power than you and me have, kept his lips zipped and just said, the Lord rebuke you. I'm out of it. It's not my battle. Is that because he was afraid of Satan? No. Because he knew the battle didn't belong to him. Don't belong to you and me either. <clears throat> Let's get a song together today. If you need to come pray today, if you need to come pray, I tell you, one prayer that should be on all of our lips is that God would give us the strength and the courage just to be able to stand strong in Him. Just to be able to stand. That's what the Bible said. It didn't say anything about take on the whole armor of God so you have the power to defeat the devil or you'll have the power to... It didn't say anything about it. It said just so you'll be able to stand. As I sing this song... If you need to pray today, then don't let nothing don't let nothing hold you back. Don't let nothing keep you from it. Just come. Amen.